0: GM friends, and welcome back to CNFT Dive. In today's episode, we chatted with Mattea, the CEO of Artano, a marketplace that changes the game completely. We talked about how he got into the space and assembled the team, what makes Artano different from the other marketplaces you may know and use currently in the CNFT space, and a very interesting point about know your customer KYC concerns. So, without further ado, thank you for joining us, Matea.
1: So, I'm Matea, I'm, I'm uh, the CEO at Artano, and how I got into CNFTs is basically, well, through my own project, I wanted to do NFTs before they were a thing, uh, back in 2019, a long, long time ago. And, uh, I was looking for block other, like through blockchains basically. And Ethereum was the only one that had marketplaces at a time. And I was like, I'm not going to spend 500 bucks to mint a single NFT on a 325 NFT, <clears throat> you know, collection. So, so I, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to build my own marketplace. I'm a software developer. Uh, I slowly gathered a team. I, uh, posted on fund two, uh, of catalyst. And uh invited some of my best friends from high school uh, who are now, you know, lawyers and business people. And uh, basically, we just started this thing. And uh, right now, it's been almost a year, which is incredible how long, you know, how fast it, it went.
0: But uh,
1: yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Today, we're here to talk about Artano. And the three core values of Artano is inclusive, sustainable, and daring. Could you just give us a high level overview of the marketplace and how it aims to achieve these core values?
1: Sure. So inclusive, well, inclusivity is like what started, I think, Artano, I think there was no other marketplace or really other blockchain than Cardano that's really focused on inclusivity of like, for example, banking the unbanked. And uh, we're really into attracting top talent from non-EU and non-North American countries. And for this reason, we've created the council, which is twenty people from all over the world. We have people in Africa, Asia, South America. Uh, we just don't have people in Oceania and Antarctica. And what a
0: mess, Antarctica! That, that was my main target. Yeah, I hear they love uh, Cardano. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And so, 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 our idea: these people are like mostly not from the Cardano space. Like, it's only four of them who are really Cardano-based. Like, Fettuccine is one of them. The Angel Baby hits hitsquad. Um, Creator like co-founder I guess, and Rokindo, for example Tyler with spaces and Reiko they're like I think uh, the four Cardano people sixteen of them are really not some of them come from the traditional art space and uh, you know our idea was like they're acting as nodes and they're all over the world and they're gonna attract talent locally first so if we have people in Senegal and Ghana for example we have two artists from there they're going to reach out to the community for, in Africa in in East in West Africa and. Uh, attract top talent from from their region, so uh, the the idea is to kind of onboard and give opportunity to new artists who are not in the crypto space, kind of educate them what Cardano is, what its values are, and then, you know, you just take it from there, and that's like kind of inclusivity, sustainability, I mean, it's clear, I think Cardano is a sustainable blockchain, Um, and I think this was not like a mainstream kind of proof of stake was not that mainstream, back when we started last year. But um, this is like a major kind of goal of us to attract as many people from proof-of-work blockchains as possible, mainly Ethereum. And daring is just like, you know, challenging uh, new technologies. We have this thing called INFTs, uh, just like kind of evolving, you know, all the time. Like, it's just stagnating and having this one NFTs, a JPEG kind of definition of of things. And, uh, you know, having NFTs that evolve over time, having... A, a decentralized curated marketplace you know that's like high quality art but also where the artists have the power to to kind of decide who comes to the platform
2: and then you sorry you mentioned that you were working with your friends from high school is that still the the core of the team
1: yeah 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 so uh the co-founder maria she's our high school friend and we have another friend he's um he's working on the legal part but he's like a He's our consultant. He's not like a full <laughs> full time there. We just like forgidden map every time we need some help for for European law and stuff. So
0: how come the team is so big already? On the website, you guys have already shown around ten people. I think I read when OpenSea started, they only had a core team of around five or six people. Is that a sign of how ambitious the project is? I would say it's just a sign of like how how lucky we are to have people who love
1: what they're doing and uh, you know we <laughs> we're fully self-funded to this day. So it's Christmas time, 2021. We've been self-funded. We've t- took our time out out of work, you know, out of our daily jobs to build this. So um, it's it's like just like an inspiring team to and the people we work with are really. Um, You know, they have other businesses, some of them, some of them have uh, still have side jobs. So it's not like uh, 100% of uh, full-time everybody's working. I'm working full-time, you know, CEO has to kind of do it, but, uh, you know, the team is uh, here and there uh, and we're slowly moving to full-time as we, you know, have some maybe investment and uh, the marketplace picks up, we're going to, you know, shift towards full-time.
2: I feel like that's kind of like a a theme in Cardano. A lot of people start as just like a hobby and then before they know it, they're invested full time and they just, they start having these crazy long careers in the space. So that's very interesting. Definitely. Like for me, I mean, honestly, nothing makes sense other than
1: Cardano <laughs> right now and Cardano. It's just like, you know, it's my purpose to do this and I'm just like so happy to have people who also think that. And I think that's why we have a big team and and people just want, you know, I've had so many conversations with people from the community. They were like, oh, I want to join your team. And I'm like, I know, but you know, right. we don't have any like resources to, to help you or to, you know, onboard you. It's like time mm-hmm. consuming as well for us. So uh, developers, you know, like, oh, I want to develop a marketplace. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's going to be hard <laughs> to
0: manage all this. So
1: <laughs> sorry, not right now.
0: Yeah. What's also very encouraging about Artano at the moment is that everyone on the team is doxxed and uh, there's also like a social link either to Twitter or LinkedIn and uh, all of the people basically in the core team have significant years of experience in their area of expertise so I think that gives a lot of credibility but now uh, I want to move on to talk about what the core offer of Artano is and first of all I think um, you already mentioned a little bit about this council and the way Artano operates, but I want to ask do you consider yourself a direct competitor to the other marketplaces like CNFT.io or JPEG.store currently? I don't think so. I mean, we are kind of competing in the same space,
1: but Artano is very unique in terms of um, its value proposition, which is curated NFT marketplace with like. Really different NFTs as well, like INFTs. You know, these are evolving NFTs that react to data, they can react to change over time. So, I think our focus is really on how do we find potential in new artists and how do we attract established artists to Cardano. And I think uh, other marketplaces are more like, let's onboard as many projects as possible, which is a completely valid and great business model. It's just my, I'm worried about. So many marketplaces opening right now and competing against each other over the same thing for us we are kind of on the sideline just watching and, and being like okay well for us it's more like one-on-ones quality uh if you if we do collections it'll probably be uh, community voted so like the community will choose if they want this project or not uh, to be you know sold or um,
2: even minted on on our platform so I think that's pretty much like the main difference yeah what's the process like so you've mentioned that you try to find artists with potential what exactly is the the process how do you decide whether an artist is good enough
1: so i don't decide anything it's the council we have these 20 people right who are artists and curators or like mm-hmm. uh you know visual anthropologists like really different people from different backgrounds and people apply to our slash apply you have a form you fill it out you add your artistic portfolio like every artist has a portfolio they also add some pieces like the upload pieces and they share that with us as well. They would like to mint or the kinds of pieces they would like to mint. And then the curators do a background check basically to see if these people are going to spam the platform, if they're actually, you know, legit, the people who they say they are, if there's some problems with like copyright somebody copied you know or took a screenshot and then minted on openc this piece that <laughs> like a few other people's pieces and stuff like that so it's like mm-hmm. a background check sort of that they're doing and then we have three tiers which is like not accepted or rejected we have uh, conditionally accepted which is you can sell from your own profile and fully accepted uh, or discoverable which is the people who are on the main page of artano so on the main page it's really M. De la Creme. it's the best of the best artists we have. Yeah,
2: that's actually very interesting.
0: Is there any specific advice that you would give to aspiring artists that want to be on the platform? Because it seems like uh, the criteria is very subjective, so it varies by mm-hmm. case by case. But is there anything that can help them in the process?
1: Yeah. So, so three council members review every application. It's not just one person, and uh, we take like an average point. We have a thirteen-point system, and if you have like ten out to thirteen. It is a kind of a subjective process when you evaluate art, but at the same time, since it's artists doing it, they kind of have an eye for what they're looking at. For me, it's like everything's pretty, and I'm just like, I would accept everyone, but for them, they actually know, right, (laughs) who they should, who's good, who's a good artist. Um, The advice I would give is, like, read the instructions. I think that's, like, the most important one. We have, like, hundreds of applications already, and people are just, like, being half- half done work, you know, and we can't accept you if you're just like not filling out everything that's asked from you.
2: So like read instructions.
1: <laughs> that's all I can say.
2: And you mentioned that in that part of the process is to check if everything is legit. So I listened to a uh, Twitter space that you hosted literally a few hours ago. i uh, where you talked about the the KYC procedure. I'm assuming that's yeah. where that takes place, right? So you guys conduct the KYC procedure on a potential artist
1: so the kyc is separate so you would so anybody can be a collector on our platform and that's Mm -hmm. like the basic role kind of you get and then if you do kyc you're you know a collector and then if uh, you pass curation we just upgrade you to an artist so you can mint and nft basically on the platform Mm -hmm. but if you're a collector you can still you know buy nfts you can sell them you can even put them on the main page like if i buy an nft from you i like it and i want to sell it i can select up to five uh, if you're an discoverable artist, if you're in this top
2: tier, uh, then I can select NFT from you and put it on the main page. Basically, that's a very interesting procedure to include in a in a NFT marketplace, right? Because I feel like most NFT marketplaces just kind of ignore this whole regulation aspect. And you know, we have policy ID, which is kind of like the only form of protection for the buyer and the seller that to make sure that the uh, the NFT is actually legit. Uh, but besides that, we haven't seen any sort of let's call it safety measures. So how come you guys decided to do something like the KYC, which hasn't been done before in NFTs? So I, I remember in the Twitter space that you hosted just a, a little bit before, like I mentioned, you mentioned that you see uh, KYC regulations being kind of prompted in, in, a, in about three years' time. At the same time, we have sort of a, a movement towards digital identity. Uh, so we, in Cardano, for example, we have a Prism. So I'm, in, I'm just interested to see um, if you think digital identity is going to influence any of that uh, procedure and why exactly you think that KYC will prevail if you think that KYC will still kind of be the standard.
1: So, I, I mean, unfortunately, I think, yes, KYC will definitely be there. It's like a, you do a KYC when you go to bank, you know, you just mm-hmm. like give your documents and that's it. Um, I think a teleprism will just make that much easier. So you will be able to track if somebody already did a KYC on an exchange, then you know, okay, this wallet is legit and we we can track it to a person. Um, And you can't do crazy stuff on the blockchain. I mean, I really hope that we all want to go in this direction of like, not more regulation, but like more honesty and more transparency and more like, where is this money coming from? And it's not funding, you know, authoritarian regimes all over the world. I mean, we come from countries that are not ideal in terms of, like, politics, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Hungary and Serbia are, like, it's great, but, <laughs> 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 but not really. So, you know, like, a crypto is being used, unfortunately, for that as well. And, like, if, if we minimize that, then we're not giving power to people who are actually these bad governments we always talk about in crypto, right? They're not the controlling governments. They're not the... Hungry governments that want to take power. And I think, with more like, you know, where the money's coming from, kind of, they can't do this, these maneuvers of money laundering. Uh, so I think it's a, it's a step in the right direction. I think it will, it's event, like, it's eventually going to happen. Uh, but a teleprison will make it easier and like less like uh, cumbersome, I think, for, for the user to have to show their passport every time they buy an NFT. It's like really, it's
2: really not a nice process. And
1: we know that, right? Like we want to have that.
2: Exactly. I think one of the most attractive things about crypto in general is the fact that it's pretty easy and you don't have to go through all these kinds of uh, regulations. So, but obviously there's a fine line because like you mentioned, it can be kind of abused and used in 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 an illegal way. So I think having a, a KYC procedure could actually kind of, Make the use of crypto a bit redundant, but with digital identity like you mentioned, like a teleprison that i I definitely see it making the the whole process just a lot easier and still you know preserve that kind of authenticity of of uh crypto for sure yeah, yeah definitely I'd like to ask you from so from an artist perspective, right? so let's say I'm an artist and I wanna publish my my art on your website, past the application process and everything. What benefits does a curated site uh, bring to me? So why would I choose Artano over other marketplaces?
1: I think one main reason people tell us is like the the, the screen doesn't, the screen doesn't scream at me when I open your website, uh, which is like a great, I think, compliment for us. And we, you know, we, we worked hard to attract top talent. And I think when other people see that, I think it's going to draw more talent to the, to the Cardano space. And unfortunately there's a lot of uh, low quality 10K projects that are coming into the space all the time and people are kind of tired of that. And so I think that, yeah, other artists are just gonna see the quality of our website and the quality of our artists and uh, want to join. And I think it's important for Cardano as well to understand as an ecosystem that like the current rate of 10Ks is not sustainable. Like you see, like things are not really selling out anymore. Even projects, I'm surprised, like sometimes like really high quality projects are not being sold out because uh, people are just tired of 10Ks. So I think people are just looking for an alternative and, and I think we can offer that.
0: And from the other side of the coin, do you see any disadvantages of having kind of this gated marketplace? And like, how are you resolving those disadvantages?
1: Yeah, I think the main disadvantage is the volume, right? Like you don't have, like as a business, you know, I... I would like to have more volume like everybody can sell and buy everything and you know but at the same time on the other hand I am a bit skeptical of artists who see the things that are out there on other marketplaces and they and they they say okay well is this like is this something I want to partake in like this uh paint you know something done in paint and there's 10,000 of the same things and do I really want to take part in this uh and they call themselves artists. I mean, it's not like, uh, it's not, it's not, I think their profession is kind of, they get offended a bit if, if you, if you, they're next to a few of these, these, and, and, and uh, of course there's amazing 10Ks, uh, especially those who are creative, like cross-chain, you know, a lot of, um, there's a lot of the creativity in it, but I think there's also a saturation of like, why is this happening all the time? And for us, we're going to decentralize curation. You know, it's not just the council, 20 people who are going to curate. It's every user. So if you have the token ARDA, you earn it by buying art on the platform or you stake with our pool. Wink, wink. I think when you release the studio, it's already going to be released that (laughs) we're in drip drops. Not financial Uh, advice. (laughs) Not financial advice, no. Uh, I mean, it's a utility token. So (laughs) you you will be able to vote for your favorite project and your favorite artist, right? And uh, participate in the ecosystem. And once they have a certain number of votes, then they're kind of approved and that's it. Um. Yeah. So so that's our approach: decentralized creation. It's the first time anybody's trying to do this something like this.
0: You mentioned this art token, which is basically very innovative. And uh, as you also mentioned, this the first time I've seen it on the CNFT space. Uh, how did you come up with this idea? And uh, what benefits do you think uh, decentralizing this kind of core decision making system brings to your team? Because from my perspective if i would be a business owner i think i would want to have total control over it and uh, this is what we see on other marketplaces as well so how did you come to this conclusion of letting the community be part of such a crucial decision
1: i mean i applied to one marketplace where the c level executive replied to me and they were like oh you should try and or something like about the application process and they were basically the ones deciding who comes to the platform and i think I personally was like, well, I want the artists to decide or the collectors to decide who comes to the platform. So the idea of decentralized creation came from there. And I personally believe that it's going to benefit both Artano, the, you know, the core team and the the community itself, because, uh, you know, I don't want like one person to approve a policy. I don't want their team to approve it. I want the artists and the collectors to say, I want this art. I don't I mean, even if Artano becomes like a trashy 10k marketplace, I mean, maybe somebody will just like accrue the tokens and (laughs) 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 get those ARTA tokens and just vote the shittiest projects out there. I mean, it's... it's. Oh, that's definitely going to happen. I think that's
2: definitely going to happen. At
1: one point... Even if it happens, I'll be happy because that's what the community wants. Like if you want this and that's what you get, I mean, that's like... It's pretty much it's pretty straightforward. I don't think it'll happen either because that's the whole point of the council. You know, it's like pretty centralized right now. They're inviting high quality artists, and these are the mo- ones who have the most arta at the moment. So they're gonna be the holders of the arta token. So uh, I think I think it'll benefit us definitely. And it's the first time anybody has ever done something like this ever. Like any no other marketplace is, is decentralizing curation. I mean, it's a crazy idea. It's ambitious, but I think well, Cardano community with leaders and um, We'll do it together, hopefully.
2: I think it's always dangerous to give decision-making power to communities that put two dog coins in the top 10 of crypto tokens. So, (laughs) (laughs) But let's see now. I'm I'm just kidding.
0: Could you go into the details of the tokenomics a little bit? Because from my research, I thought the community will never own enough uh, ARTA tokens to decide such a big decision on their own. But according to your answer just now they would be able to
1: yeah so we will start with um utility we will release a a pretty um like pretty soon we'll release an article that will explain the first utility which is coming really soon it's like a sort of an advertisement for your nfts kind of uh that you can do on the platform and now we're just thinking you know do we allow other projects do we allow external projects from Artano or just Artano based, like you can promote your profile and NFTs inside of the platform. So uh, we're going to release that pretty soon. So that's the first utility of the ARTA token. And the tokenomics itself, it's, uh, uh, well, the most of the tokens will be distributed through buying and selling NFTs. So if you're an artist or a collector, you come to the platform, you buy or sell NFTs, you get a certain percentage, like during a Paragon, it was 22.5%, which is the highest it will ever be. Like, I mean, first it was like two to one. So one ADA was two ARDA for the first uh, auction in July. Now we changed it to like 22.5%. Then it's going to go lower 5%, 1%, 2%, 1%. So over time it's going to decrease. So I think the early adopters, people who are in the, you know, in the marketplace from early on will benefit from the token. And uh, yeah, it's a utility governance token. So uh, that's pretty much it. We have around 30% is for the team and the uh, investors. Uh, and out of that, we might curve some, some of it out for some special things. And we have like <laughs> around 4% for the stake pool. Uh, this is also really important. You, we have a ticker ARDA. Uh, it's, <laughs> the pool is not doing that well, I think, <laughs> because we're not just like promoting it. We have other things to promote, like the artists and the NFTs. So uh, it's like, you know, 500, 600K. And uh, we're participating in the drip drops first drop. Uh, so um hopefully yeah that will maybe drive it up a bit. But the pool has been there for a while and it's a bit neglected. It's working, you know, it's producing blocks, but <laughs> we we're trying to attract more delegators.
0: So hopefully after this more delegators will come. Yeah. I'm gonna delegate I mean,
2: right now. What do you mean?
0: Just oh wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you want that Arta. <laughs> You it sounds cool for NFT sure. On the,
0: on the he wants to put his own project on yeah, there. Yeah, exactly.
2: I'm I'm gonna buy so much art. The art uh, the artano is literally just gonna be my personal <laughs> promotion website. <laughs> so we have to
1: we have to have some good whale protection.
0: <laughs> One more thing about the arta token that really intrigues me is: will it have the power to? vote for council members in the future or are current council members permanent or will there be a rotation of them in the future
1: yeah i just wanted to say yeah you can vote on you can be a council member yourself if you if the community votes you in there's going to be a rotation every six to nine months we're going to see if we have time to do it at six months now Um, and the council members can have two terms so um, you have you know, a year basically maximum that you can stay. We have one council chair, she's probably gonna stay for as long as she wants um, because it's just like a person, we need one person to just like kind of coordinate it and know what we're doing <laughs> throughout the whole time. And um, you know, the council is, yeah, uh, we hope for a gender balance as well, maybe we will, um, because now it's 40, 60% and women sell only 16% of NFTs. So it's like really sad to not, you know, have more women in space. I mean, it's a pretty male dominated space. You know, like CEOs like me, I'm, you know, a man. And there's so many men out there who are just like leading the space. So uh, empowering women is part of it, definitely. And geographic distribution. So we'll kind of account for that. But I mean, the vote is a vote, right? Like you're just voting for, you you apply, you just say, okay, I want to be a council member. We give a list to the community. They send their ARTA to an address. And the address with most ard will be you know the one selected a council member that's pretty much it
0: i can't wait for the us style political elections yeah people election. are going to be campaigning in different discourse. i'm going to get the dms vote for me <laughs> it's going to be insane
2: i'm i'm interested though so for uh, let's say i want to vote for my favorite council what's my criteria like how what let's say what decides whether the um, council member is good or not
1: yeah well it's up to you to decide that as a voter right like if they have a campaign if they have a you know they provide their portfolio they provide their like maybe it's somebody from the cnft space like or cardano space like we have people who are uh artist managers so they're not artists themselves they're like managing other artists so Mm -hmm. it's valuable experience for us as well to have these people so it doesn't have to be just artists right um and then you, you convince the community. I mean, it's up to you, right? Like, <laughs> if you spam people on Twitter all the time, I think it's going it to have two effects, right? Either you fail physically
2: or, <laughs> or you spam yeah, them to I'm, voting. I'm going to delete my tweet right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm I'm running, just so you know, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we would love to have more people from the Cardano community, definitely, uh, because we learned so much. From these people, like people tell us, you know, this is wrong. This is like minting is crap, or it's good, or yeah, you made this mistake. And we
0: really listen, and it's important to have Cardano people on the on the on the council. Yeah. So finally, we want to ask you about the revenue sharing model uh, because the team is so big, and also there's a council involved. That's uh, twenty people at least for now. How are you going to share the proceeds from sales, and uh, what percentage of the sales will you take? Are there going to be royalties and et cetera?
1: So royalties are already implemented. So we have full royalty support. I think the JPEG store has it. I'm not sure if otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. I do. Yeah. So you can, you know, we are supporting the CIP standard. We have something called our royalties. So the CIP standard is like you have a policy, you have a collection of 10Ks, they have all the same royalties. But it, it's, if you have an individual NFT you want to have royalties on, it's a bit more complex. So you have we implemented our own kind of solution. and. It's per NFT basically royalties. Um, The the revenue model for us is we take five percent from primary sales, so the first sale, and then for secondary sales we take two point five percent. So five percent is from the artist, two point five percent is from resellers, so collectors or artists who buy other people's art, basically. And yeah, I mean because we are you know as it's a low volume you know, uh, SuperRare takes fifteen percent. other marketplaces take a lot. So we were thinking, you know, we want to lower it, but then 2.5 is a bit low for us. So I think 5% was like the what we went with. And of course, we'll listen to the community and see how um, yeah, how this goes.
0: Anything else uh, you want to talk about? Because we just ran through our questions. Oh, wow. Uh, speed run. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so what I want to say is You know, we're listening to the community. Uh, We want to build the decentralized marketplace, like the real decentralized curated marketplace with high quality art. And uh, we hope that a lot of these artists who are on proof of work right now, who are, you know, big polluters and really expensive, uh, see what we're doing and, you know, understand our mission and goal and come to Artano and Cardano, you know, use it. Um, I think it's... it's it's a it's a huge task, but hopefully we get there.
0: Are you actively in talks with uh, artists on other blockchains, like trying to get them to come? Because there are multiple projects that popped up in recent weeks, like Angel Baby Hit Squad. You mentioned already that's kind of like cross chain project, and also Benjamin's Group. I don't know if you heard about them or not, but that's basically their whole ethos. Like they want to bring other successful established artists from other blockchains yeah we were already doing
1: that we have like 20 i think who are already from ethereum and tezos um and they were part of a Piergon. so a Piergon has 64 artists and maybe 14 max were from cardano space i mean we can count them on i think all 10 fingers um, and and the rest were really from Ethereum and Tezos. I mean, I really specifically talk to these people all the time. I know like we have 10 people who applied already from Tezos, from Hikkonung. So ex-Hikkonung. <laughs> so um, yeah, um, I think, yeah, they're, they're, we are working on this for sure. And Benjamin's Club, we're talking to them as well. We hope to maybe do a drop together or something in the future. I don't know. If you hear this, if you're in Benjamin Club
2: please, uh, <laughs> <We> <laughs> talk we talk please answer to my emails
1: <laughs> no, no it's okay we do twitter messages <laughs> twitter messages and new emails
0: thank you for coming on matea now we would like to give you the floor to shout out anything you want
1: thank you for having me and uh you know stay awesome i love this community i love the Cardano community and so many amazing projects and people like you who are you know uh, giving us a voice to to express our selves and our projects and uh visit artano if you like what you see reach out to us we always love to talk to people hear feedback and uh hope to see you on Artano. yeah
0: that's it <laughs> hi mom i guess
1: <laughs> she doesn't speak english
0: and also if you're listening from antarctica and you want to be an artist. Hit them up. Hit them up.
2: They need it. So that was it for today, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in to CNFT Dive. As always, please let us know what you thought of the episode in the Twitter thread or if there's anything else you would like us to discuss in future episodes. We're interested in doing more interviews, so if you want to join our podcast, send us a DM on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is CNFT underscore Dive. Please rate and share or do whatever you want to our podcast. See you next time.